for those of you who just joined the call, my name is Mike Clough, and I'll be the moderator for today's call. My email address is editor at marketingexperiments.com. Topic of today's conference is testing the power of urgency on offer pages, and we should be starting in approximately two minutes. Now I'd like to announce the keynote speaker for today's call, Dr. Flint McLaughlin. All right. It's very good to be with you. For those of you that um, are have had a previous experience with us on the clinics, we're testing something new today. We're going to be using this uh, GoToMeeting software in order to provide you with uh, clear notes and allow you to interact via chat. You may be able to address questions via chat to Michael and several of my staff are online. Michael is uh, the administrator on this uh, call today. But at the same time, uh, you may be able to also ask questions regarding the content, and we'll be watching this chat window in order to uh, answer as many of the questions as we can during the time. So uh, if you have any questions or problems, please let him know. If you are not logged in to the Go to My PC format or go to meeting format, it's all right. Uh, you can still gain from the audio, and uh, you'll be able to take the call or to follow with us via that methodology as well. For those of you, however, that can log in, you'll be able to see notes and screenshots and examples. So then, uh, we're joined today by a number of our staff members. I won't take the time to introduce uh, or give you all of their bios. Some of their bios for some of the key staff members are on our website under About Us. But uh, Nick Busborn, who is an expert in uh, copywriting and is involved in coordinating our testing and is a senior editor of the journal, will be online and, and participating. Jimmy Ellis, who is the director of optimization, will be online and participating. And uh, then uh, there are several others that may jump in if they find that they have something to contribute to the discussion. Having said all of that, I'd like to get started right away. The topic is testing the power of urgency on offer pages. And essentially, we want to look at how to increase conversion rates with real and implied urgency. I think the implied urgency is one of the key points that I'd ask you to think about as we proceed, because... Most of us know that urgency can increase the conversion for an offer, but we have a very difficult time coming up with a good solution for uh, intensifying the urgency associated with our offers. In fact, in the world of our flying direct mail, it has long been understood that creating urgency increases conversion rates, but typically a special offer of some kind will expire on a particular date. Is the same true on the web? Do expiry dates or warnings about limited supplies actually work? Does anyone even believe them anymore? And if so, is there a best way to express urgency, and are there pitfalls to avoid? And uh, we set out to understand this question and these questions and uh, engage in a series of, of uh, experiments and did some online research as well. And we want to talk about that. And we're going to move through several sections, and I'd like to get into section one. And that is the fundamentals of using urgency to increase sales. And I'll just instruct Michael, who's helping me. Michael, get, stretch out that whole side there, and, and let's watch those chats, requests as they come in, and, and try to help me flag and coordinate those if, as people have questions. The practice of using urgency as a means to drive cells is well established in both offline and uh, online media. Whether you're a car dealership buying time on television to announce offers and discounts on all vehicles purchased before a particular date, or you're an online company selling products, information, products, subscriptions, or courses, using a cutoff date will almost always increase sales. However, while using urgency as a powerful promotional tool, it should not be used indiscriminately or without forethought. When we were planning our test on this topic, 
We kept certain guidelines in mind. First of all, the urgency should be genuine and not simply created as a promotional gimmick. The growing sophistication of online audiences means that many people can and will recognize manufactured urgency. And may I point out that not only is that a threat simply because people are learning that uh, such efforts are, uh, are dishonest, it's just wrong. I despise coming to a site and seeing that this offer is going to expire at such and such a time and I look and see it's a JavaScript and that it's uh, changing automatically. I think such moves not only insult the audience, they're just absolutely wrong. They're wrong because you're lying. The offer is not expiring, then don't say that it is. Knowing that you're trying to be honest and knowing that you're trying to find a legitimate uh, urgency factor makes it much more difficult to meet the need and that's part of what underscored the, the difficulties associated with this research. Even, and here's the second guideline, even the legitimate use of an urgent message will still be recognized as a promotional tactic. So if your message is not completely genuine or honest, you run a very real risk of losing the respect and loyalty of some of your readers. And the use of urgency as an offer page can be a very powerful tool, but it is not something you can do all the time. And if you do, you will lose credibility. And so, you know, understand that you can use implied urgency as well as direct urgency. All of these were keys that we thought about as we were planning our research. And uh, this culminated in certain things that we began to work on. And this research comes, first of all, this, this actual case history comes from our own services. And we, of course, test everything with our research partners, uh, with certain experiments that we design and, and run ourselves with our own uh, research uh, properties and then even with the journal itself. And many of you know that we offered a certification program and are offering one in online testing. And uh, online testing and optimization are, are core skills and it made sense for us to offer this certification course in a marketplace where training and online testing has so far been very inadequate. We really wanted to codify the language that's being used in testing. We wanted to help people understand what a test protocol was and, and establish some standards across the net. We realize that, that so many of the experiments that are being run today are being run with invalid data and decisions are being made improperly. We thought we should build a certification program for that, so we did. And this is not a commercial for that uh, course at all. I, I want to show you what we discovered related to urgency. When we launched the course, we knew that it wouldn't be easy to fill the places we had available. The course is still relatively new and unknown. There's not other courses like it out there. So we had to build awareness as well as persuade people to, to part with, you know, to exchange their currency for the course. And uh, the promotion of the conference, webinars, online courses is never easy. And unless the events, of course, are free, there's a considerable amount of resistance to paying enrollment fees amounting to hundreds of dollars and, or sometimes thousands. And so it had special challenges. And uh, offer pages have to work hard to communicate the value of these events and courses. And a large amount of traffic has to be generated in order to make the sufficient sales. So here's what, here's what we offered for urgency. One, we offered $100 savings on the full price for anyone who registered and paid before the May 30 cutoff date. Two, we promoted the offer towards the bottom of the page and within the sign-up box. Three, we sent out email promoting the offer on the morning of the day the offer expired. You can see the actual version of the offer page at a link on, on our site. It's showing right now on the screen. Michael's managing this PowerPoint for me and, and doing a good job. And you'll notice on the up left side, there's the actual link. On the right, you'll see the actual form. We tested many variations of that form. We discovered several key points, some of which we'll talk about today. But 
in connection with urgency, we learn something that I think is pretty interesting, somewhat predictable, but not to the extent of its impact. What we did not do is create a large orange starburst at the top of the page announcing the $100 savings. Our purpose was not to secure enrollees through hype or pressure, and we wanted to be careful with our audience. Uh, first of all, I hate hype, and you've seen, some of you have read uh, perhaps the feature I wrote several years ago on transparent marketing and the need to use language that was honest and to use quantified statements. Uh, and to avoid bragging about your company. I'll just point out for you again, people don't buy from websites, people buy from people. And there's a voice that your website has, even if it's bland and sterile, and you need to pay attention to the voice. And the last thing we wanted to do was approach our audience with a hype-driven, you-have-to-have-this-or-else type pitch. And so, clearly, we just laid out the offer, laid out the curriculum, we're very strategic about what we did in our copy. And then, of course, we we help people to understand that, uh, you know, there was a simple discount if they enrolled early. We needed to have that done. Uh, we needed that so we'd know how to prepare for the course and what we were doing. It's a good thing we did because uh, had we not done so, we wouldn't have been ready for the response. And so there's the form. There's the reason that you should just save uh, the $100. It's kind of built into the top of the order form, and it's also built in. And by the way, if you're one of the people who registered for this, you may have seen a different order form. We tested many variations. But let's look at what happened. Let's look at the data. Sales per day on 5.8 through 5.28, that's a long time. That's a 20-day cycle, or 1.57. But from 5.21 or 5.29 to 5.31, they averaged 12.33. From 6.1 to 6.12, they averaged 0.75, which makes sense if you look at the cutoff date. And 6.13 to 6.15, they averaged 9. What do you need to understand? Sales increased by an average of 992.68% during the three days before the deadline. Now, you know, that that's a large number, but this isn't a large sample. In, in actuality... We had set aside 25 seats for the program, and we had 53 people uh, register. By the way, I, I have people ask me, oh, why do you share numbers like this? Aren't you worried about competitors? I, this is just what it is. We're, uh, I'll tell you what happened to the second one. It's not even in the notes. We, we promoted the second one in the same way, and we had 113 attendees register for the program. And, uh, and we're, we're, we're now doing the third program, and, and we're learning so much. And... The point is, um, I don't worry too much about uh, – I think our, our mandate here is to help you learn what really works. And so we pretty <laughs> – we're so transparent, we may be hurting ourselves, but these are the numbers, and this is what happened, and we hope seeing them will help you. Uh, I guess the key point here is that sales jumped significantly on the day we sent out the email announcing that the early enrollment offer was about to expire. Now, that was an honest message. It was, and people responded to that. The next large increase in sales took place during the final few days before the course itself began. But in every case, it was the fact that time was running out that seemed to drive the sale cycle. One of the things I want to test is how many people, and I haven't done this yet, came to the landing page but didn't purchase but returned. Because I think there are many people who see a page like that then decided something they think they want to do, but they have to go back and talk to management or they determine they're going to come back and purchase. 
And I think sometimes that last-minute reminder is what drives them back in to complete the cycle that started when they saw it in the first encounter. I think it would be very interesting to design an experiment that measured uh, the returns in that case. But let's move on. Many of you are not offering courses. Some of you are retailers. I'd like to give you some examples from the retail world. And frankly, there's a lot of ways to develop urgency that many of us don't understand. I think if there's anything profound in this piece, it's not that urgency works. We, we know that. I think it was interesting in the last experiment to see how intensely it impacted sales. But I think this next piece is more interesting. And essentially... I want to look at how to increase sales with implied urgency. And uh, and there are several factors in this, but to do that, we're going to interview somebody who's working with our group. There are, while there are many different ways in which to communicate urgency, usually marketers use deadlines or claims of limited supplies. By the way, standard language like order while supplies last is typically a waste of uh, – it, it, it's, it's a waste of pixels. In reality, people don't – trust that. They, unless you can tell them precisely how many are left or how fast they're running out, you're, uh, your words are wasted. However, you can also achieve considerable success simply by implying urgency. You don't even have to be direct about it. Let me tell you how we did this in an experiment that we had. One of our, the director of optimization with us was the research, uh, was the director of marketing at, at a major group, a major computer retailer before he came with us. And so he was a research partner while he worked with them. And by the way, uh, he came here with the blessing of his management team and, his, and works in our research. And basically for two, maybe three years, he was a research partner. And now for the last several years, he's been part of our team, uh, very involved in research. His name's Jimmy Ellis. Jimmy, are you on the line? Jimmy, Jimmy Ellis. I'm waiting for you, friend. If you're on mute... Talk to me. Meanwhile, Michael Clow will try to pull him in and make sure that, that he's not having difficulties talking or he's not being muted. I have the interview in front of me. Chat to him, Michael. That's it. While Michael's doing that, let me just go on with a, with a story. Jimmy came to us while he was a research partner, and we were conducting joint research. And um, his issue was simple. Uh, he wanted to somehow develop a a way to capture email addresses that was more effective than simply asking people to subscribe or join or sign. And so, you know, as a retailer, he felt he had special challenges because if you're a publisher and you have special information, it's one thing, but who wants to give their email address to a retailer that's probably going to spam them every week? So we worked together on a concept, and that concept was different. The point of the concept was, what if we offer people a real-time, lowest-priced survey on the Internet? Now, if you think about it, we knew that the value proposition in his company, and I can't give you specific numbers. You'll learn. Trust me, you'll still learn, but I can't because of the sensitivity of the other, of the other party. But this retailer was a low-price uh, provider, and it's one of its great strengths. So I suggested, and I don't know if it was I, myself, but together we determined that what might be the smartest thing to do is offer this low-price survey. You could sign up for key products, or we could take the top ten products in demand based on site search and on, on, PC Mag, and then we would send you a survey across the net, and we would certify that it was the lowest prices, and we did it by using another of the low-cost uh, 
comparison engines. And so the comparison search engine gave us the data that we needed. We built it into an email. We matched it with an HTML website. We sent the email to all the customers, and in it was a very specific kind of messaging. And Jimmy, if you are able to get in, I see his chat message. He's having some difficulty with his phone. He's not in our offices today, so he's he's uh, trying to arrive by phone, and he's fine. We can do it with him or, or without him. Uh, but here's what happened. He, um, we sent the, this out, but we did something else we thought was critical. We time-stamped the email, and we told them that as of a specific time, as of 6.04 a.m., as of 4.30 p.m., these are the lowest prices on the Internet, according to, and then we used footnotes, and it was very honest. I remember there was a discussion with management when we came up with the idea, and they said, but what if we're not the lowest price? I said, tell them anyway. Tell them the truth. You should be the lowest price in, in, in six out of ten, if not eight out of ten of these products. And let's tell the audience the truth. And let's timestamp it so they realize that's the exact time at which we can say these results are true. Now, what's important is we we weren't just looking for urgency. We were trying to be sure that we were honest, and we didn't want them to log in later and find it price differential. So we certified it in that way, but it implied urgency. I can tell you what happened. The uh, first email went out on a Wednesday, and Thursday was a record day. And uh, the second week, we did the same, and they had another record day that week. And from then on, every time we sent the email, there was a spike in sales. And so, essentially, we were able to imply urgency simply by time stamping the email and being very uh, expressing very clearly that that was of a at a very specific time, and without ever ever saying anything else, people thought to themselves, "I better get this price while it's this low." They also recognized that the email was being sent out to, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, and so they responded, and it worked. And in a sense, this is one way to get implied urgency. And uh, as, as your questions come in, just uh, send them to us. Let me keep going. All right, so that was uh, another example. But I'd like to give you in a completely different area how we did it, and I think you might find this interesting also. Um, this time we used a soft mention of limited supplies, and we did it uniquely. For one of our research partners, you've seen this one before if you've been on some of these calls, we use it a lot, and uh, but we use it because we have the rights to use the data and tell you the details, and we can't do that with every research partner, not too specifically because of the competitive threat they experience. But with this group, uh, we're able to, and so we use them quite a bit. The National Alert Registry created a product, uh, and essentially it was a DVD which showed how vulnerable children are to sexual predators. And uh, it'll come on and show video, by the way, and, and I'd like to do later we're doing a lot of research on using video by the way and I think you'll find it really fascinating in this case we built video into the offer page you might want to take a look at that it's at safefromharm.com uh, and uh, or safefromharmdvd.com either one uh, the video was offered in DVD format to the NAR subscribers for the National Alert Registry and the National Alert Registry is actually the National Alert Registry is actually a service that provides uh, information on sexual predators living in a neighborhood. You can go in and do a search by zip code. And um, 
David Noah, I'll get to your question. I see that. It's a good question. Uh, it, it's not going to be as effective uh, if word gets out, but it, it's still working very well in other cases that we've used it before. David asks, how quickly do you anticipate that the weekly email of low prices will lose effectiveness? I, I think that unless three of your competitors are doing it, it's a very effective tool. You're actually delivering value, and as a retailer, it doesn't require you to have editing or publishing skills. It's uh, it's really a remarkable way to... Uh, in fact, I think it's the basis of a whole new kind of search or, or engine that was uh, proactive as opposed to reactive, and it's reminiscent of the bots that they tried to create, but much more simple. And I could talk to you about ideas we have with that. Hey, Flynn, I'm uh, on the line just to let you know as well. I got... Did you finally get in, Jimmy? Jimmy, you just want to comment on that. I'm going to go on to National Registry, but you want to comment? I mean, you were the director of marketing at that point. How surprised were you when this went at the results? We were we were pretty pretty shocked initially because we had done some other email marketing, but it was more uh, along the lines of basket recovery and not actual marketing messaging. And, and one of our big problems was publishing. We were a diehard, low cost leader e-tailer. Um, but we didn't have any any on-staff copywriters or, or people like that that were producing unique content, things like that. And so when, when we worked together and, and put together the lowest price survey, it, it really hit our strength as a, as a low-cost leader and the e-tailer with the lowest-cost products. It was really honest because we did have some of our competitors' products in there. Uh, um, but when we, we sent it out, the people that got I don't think I – don't, I don't remember receiving a single complaint. Um, everybody opted into getting the email. And most people really liked it. And the, the things that we did with that particular one was we went out and found, made sure we found the most popular product to put in the newsletter. So, like I said, we, we, we went to, like, you know, CNET Top Ten and all these different uh, computer hardware. It was, it was a computer parts site, so it was a computer hardware site and all these online reviews and went through the magazines and said, okay, these are the hottest products right now. Let's, let's go out and find the lowest prices, put it together in an email, and send it out. And like, I think, I think that on our first – Send. I don't remember exactly how many people we sent it out to, but for that single day, I believe it was over 100 additional orders for that single day just from that email uh, send. And then for the next two or three days after that, we, we were definitely higher than, an average, than our average day. So basically there was some, you know, as people were getting emails on different days during that week that we, we did the send. So we sent on Monday. You know, Tuesday and not only was Monday big, but Tuesday and Wednesday were also pretty big. Throughout the rest of the week, there was you know some residual impact on our sales. So like I said, it was and it was something that we could do week after week. I think it took us about 20 minutes to put it together. I mean, it really we got it down to a science where it was 20 or 30 minutes to put the whole thing together because um, we had some people helping out. And um, like I said, it, it was it was a huge thing for us. So interesting. You know, the thing that both of these orders have in common are these both of these two examples we've given you is. They were they were honest. In our case, we really needed an early registration so we could calculate how large the class size is going to be and be prepared. And in Jimmy's case, they were willing to even tell you if a competitor had a lower price. And uh, you know, there's just that's the way it should be done. Let me go on and let's look at this National Registry product. One time later, if you don't do it on this call, go to the site. I think you'll find it interesting. By the way, it's good for your children. I I, I, I kid you not. The the footage won an Emmy. Uh, it is. It actually shows scenarios of children being kidnapped with their parents knowing, but the children not knowing, as they were being fooled and deceived. And then it's done all. You know, I think it's done very tastefully. But the point is, shocked parents learned that no matter what they thought they had done to prepare their children, they were willing to leave a bus stop and go off with a stranger or walk off with them in the mall, etc. And we give that away. 
we charge for shipping and handling, and that's a genuine charge, but we're giving it away, and it, and it, it was costing 19.95 and 24.95 and two different price points. It's, uh, it's been in the market for several years. Now we give it away, and we give people an opportunity to opt in to the, to the National Alert Registry's uh, Red Alert Program, which notifies them each month uh, with, of predators moving into their, into their area. And so we essentially got a grant for 5,000 copies, but made no mention of the number of copies when we first made the offer to the NAR list. Then we wrote a second email with an accompanying landing page, and we did mention the 5,000 copies. And you can see the landing page. I think there's samples of it right here in the PowerPoint. And uh, we stated there was only 5,000 copies available and suggested that people get their copy before they were gone. So we deliberately generated a sense of urgency. However, we chose not to add hype to the message by showing a counter with a steadily falling number of remaining DVDs, nor did we state that once these 5,000 were gone, they would never be available again. We didn't say it because it's not true. If, if possible, we will grant more copies and, and, and uh, provide them. So this approach falls somewhere between urgency and implied urgency, but here's the results. Let's, let's show them, Michael. The immediate conversion rate differential is is very significant. And there's some footnotes to that as to what happened. We think the number 14 was unusually low, and we tell you about that in the footnotes, which we'll send when we send out the full report. You'll be able to get this also as a, as a written report via email. You, you, everyone here should be on the MEC list, and we'll also give you um, – we'll also – you know, be, you'll be able to get a recording of this whole session. But – Let's uh, uh, let's continue. Uh, that's the results. What you need to understand is we mentioned that there was 5,000 DVDs available, and the conversion rose by, according to these number, 500 percentile plus. I think it's important to note that it, it, it continued. We we blew through 3,800 copies rapidly, and we are now sending out a final message, letting them know that there's just 1,200 uh, copies left, and that will probably take care of the entire batch that were first given out, and. Um, so there's another way to, to, to communicate urgency. Let's look at some other ways to use direct or implied urgency. And Nick, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Can you, can you uh, hear me? Yes, I can. Uh, Nick, Nick Osborne is on, and he's going, to, uh, he's going to talk to us about some examples that he compiled as we conducted the research for this. And I'm just going to let you take the floor, Nick, and feel free to comment on anything we've already said as well. All right, and then you and Jimmy can kind of jump in when I miss stuff and mess stuff up and... Actually, there was I, I had the wrong code, and I, I tried to jump in a little earlier. But um, a question came in about the, um, you know, the top ten list. For how long can you do that until it gets stale? I think that very much depends on the type of business you're in. Uh, I think if you have, if you sell a consumable, you can do it for a long time. In the case of this particular company, selling computer parts, electronics, widgets, gadgets, I think you can do it forever uh, mm -hmm. simply because people will, you know, people will throw away a perfectly good cell phone today because there's a new cell phone with three new features. Um, so it depends. You know, if you're selling concrete mixes, then it's a whole different story. What, I, what, what are we going to do now is we've just got uh, a half a dozen or so examples. Um, we took some screenshots 
of different ways in which different companies have mm -hmm. used urgency. And, and in some cases, it's, it's very direct. And in others, the urgency is more implied or even implicit within the business model itself. So, Mike, let's just look at the first one. And, and th these aren't in any particular order. Oh, look, and I've lost my connection. So I'm assuming, Mike, have we gone on to that first screen? Yes, we are, Nick. We are, okay. I just, okay, I've got it back now. So, so this, is a, this, is, this is a promotion put out by Shop.com. And, and they have an urgency of their own, which is that the summer season, the summer vacation season is, is typically slow for retailers. And, of course, their huge season is in you know, mid-November onwards for the Christmas season. So what they've done here is, is they're saying, hey, spend, buy some stuff now, and we will give you credits that you can then spend in December. So it's, a, it's, it's for sure it's urgency, like it is just for the month of July. So whatever you spend in July, you'll get credits for December. It's, 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 I find it really quite transparent, on, not transparent in a good way, but it's, it's, it's like you can see, the consumer can see so easily what the, what the company's up to. Uh, I have no way of knowing how successful this, this program is, but again, that's just one example of, of like at a, at a time where there is no real urgency, there, there's no big holidays coming up, there's, uh, there, there's nothing to drive people to stores, they'd rather be on the beach. So here's a company trying to manufacture a kind of two-step urgency. Uh, Mike, let's move on to the next one. And what we've done is we've chosen these to, to really illustrate different points and different ways of, of doing this. Um, this is a screenshot that actually came from a, a newsletter, an email newsletter from a consumer electronics company. And it's included simply because it talks about, it has that little, that little graphic there saying, get it first. And again, so, so there is no real urgency here. There is no cutoff date. There is no uh, limited supply. This is, this is a psychological urgency. And this is an understanding of the kind of buyer you have. So we're back to widgets and gadgets. We're back to gadgets and, you know, propeller heads and people who just love to have the latest things. And for people who do love to have the latest things, get it first is a powerful message. Um, and they, when you click through, they follow through that on the website. So, so here's a way that there is no real urgency. It's, it's very much implied. But unlike the, sh the, the shop.com, where you really see the company's efforts on the surface, hey, we need to make more sales in July, this approach is really quite different because what they're doing is they're looking for urgency within the consumer's mind. Uh, they're trying to understand the kind of consumer they have, and they're particularly targeting people who just love to buy new gadgets, and they love to be first, so they can show it to their friends and talk it up on forums. Nick, if I was a, can I just jump in there? Sure. If I was a retailer and I was actually trying, see, I'm not sure what get it first means yet. I'm sure when you click on the link, that's when you start to discover that, which is the point. But let's suppose that you were going to be able to get a first you know, be among the first customers to buy a certain product. I think I would take the first 10 purchases, and with the customer's permission, I would post information on the website, congratulations to so-and-so. Uh, the more you can do to emphasize the honesty of what you just said, the greater your conversion will be. 
uh, it would be interesting if someone was trying to really play up on this message of getting it first and and did something unique like had a 24-hour window and and things the sale began at a precise time and ended at a precise time and the first five through you know were congratulated and sent something extra because of it yeah Point is you do what you can to support the messaging but that you see that, that I mean that, I think you're absolutely right and and to actually have some kind of interactive space some forum some page where you can actually see who did get it first uh, now that changes the character of the urgency because now we're having a time limited we're having a it's, it becomes much more deliberate and overt in terms of pushing the urgency whereas the the point I was trying to make here is that the get it first is a simple psychological trigger for people who like to be fr among the first to get new gadgets but it'd be again in, hey in in the world we live in it's something we'd test so Mike let's look at the next one okay so so here's something from discovery doc well it's actually from shopping dot discovery dot com it's from the the shopping area of discovery and here is is what I would call the the desperate. I, th I think this is a poor example. This is this is what I would call a, a desperate example of urgency, where it's a sizzling summer DVD sale. Uh, there there is there is nothing overt or implied here. Uh, it's simply trying to, trying to say, hey, look at us, and you can see with the use of the word sizzling, particularly without the G, with the use of the orange, the yellow in the background. It, it, it is just trying to catch attention. There is there is no urgency other than, other than a kind of. Nick, speak up a little bit louder as you talk. I've been getting some messages requesting that. Oh, really? that? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I'll try to be louder. I'm, uh, I'm not known for not being loud, so. <laughs> um, Can I go ahead? I wanted to comment on that when you when you're done, but you go ahead first. So you know, I mean, that's pretty much what I'm saying. Is is I, is I think this is a weekly uh, put together. Uh, there's very little urgency. It is it, 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 simply kind of splash and glamour, um, and there is no benefit implied here or promised for the reader. And there is reason other than if the, reason, the reader is somehow compelled by this sizzling summer message. And there's, and there's really – this is a precise example of what people are tired of. First of all, sizzling summer is corny. Who cares it's sizzling summer? What does that have to do with it? Tell me something in the headline that matters. Give me a reason in the headline not to click away and look somewhere else. I don't even see the prices to the bottom. Unless I get through the, the, the terrible headline and pass the graphics, at the very bottom I'll notice there's a price discount. But even then, I don't know how long that price discount is for. Is that just standard or does that expire next days or why is it down low? What this really says to me is, sales are off, I'm doing everything I can to get you to come buy something. And it screams at the consumer. And it's what a lot of people think urgency is about, and they're wrong. And I'll, I'll say something else about when you say the price is down there. Yes. The device of showing the price in black with a score through it, and then a lower price in red, has become so ubiquitous that I think there is a sense now that the 44.95 really, if, if it ever was the real price, it was, you know, maybe it was when the, this game, the DVD first came out three years ago or whatever. Be interesting to test that, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm going to stop for a second and take a few questions, and then we'll we'll come back, uh, Nick. Uh, so, call through what you want to cover next. Uh, let me just touch these questions uh, for some of you that are standing by. 
we were asked a question uh, by Derek, who who represents a a, a dating service online, and they think they're, they're thinking of investing more in Google. And I'll quote: However, we believe that being upfront in a landing page and indicating that there is a charge as opposed to being yet another free service is a plus, as it denotes sincerity, etc. What do you think? So let me let me reframe the question. His question is: Do we tell people up front that there's a charge, or do we hook them in our Google ad to by getting them to think the service is free and then surprising them later, as is the standard methodology? Now, I think I, I won't take long on that, Derek, because it's not tightly on our topic. And so, if you have more questions, you can talk to one of our staff members afterwards. But I would suggest that, number one, you tell your price in a Google ad when you want to make certain that you're not buying clicks that are wasteful. We've experimented with it and without it, and often it will cut down on, the, on, on unqualified buyers. Number two, deceiving, the, deceiving these people uh, so that you can get them involved and then surprising them with the price is always wrong. Number three, how, offering something that's free, and then letting them discover later after they've achieved some value from what is free that there's a there's a higher value paid offer is certainly uh, useful and sometimes a good approach and the only way you know is to test it. You've got to test both both approaches and see what the net yield is between the two. Um, Nick, let's move briskly through. If I can just suggest this, looking at the amount of content that we have here, could you take us over to? Um, well, I think you're you're fine. Go on to take go on to number four, if you would, please. Okay. So, Mike, if you just move us on to the next one, I'm going to be a little less brisk on this. I'll be a bit more brisk on some of the others. I just find this particular one here, the GoDaddy example, to be uh, just a very interesting use of very very deliberate forthright urgency. Um, I, I'm familiar with it because I'm a, I'm a domain purchasing addict. Um, and I used to, I suppose I used to always go to Network Solutions because they were around the first, and I didn't get to go. The reason I didn't use GoDaddy is because I thought it was a stupid name, and I thought that their logo was stupid. Uh, <laughs> in fact, it's true. It, it, I understand that, yeah. Probably for about two years, I resisted using, I, I knew that the prices were much lower than where I was buying domains before, but I wouldn't go because I felt they were unprofessional. Uh, and then I tried them because, one time, and in fact, they the, the, the services, the offer, the, the prices, the services, the everything they do is, in fact, I find ten times better than Network Solutions. But I resisted it for a long time. But it's interesting when you get into their shopping cart, they go to enormous efforts to upsell you. So the screenshot you see you're seeing now is right at the bottom it's, it's it's saying congratulations nick you found a great name to register now keep it unique protect so what they're doing is instead of rushing me through the shopping cart which is what in fact at marketing experiments we we often say hey let let's make the passage through the shopping cart as 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 painless and as brief as possible these guys do the opposite and they say stop <laughs> Before you buy it, make a choice as to whether you want this to be a private registration. So, so they're, they're actually deliberately pausing me during the shopping process to try and upsell me. I think it's a risky process, but they've done it for a long time, so I imagine it's working for them. So, Mike, take me on to the next one. 
because this next slide, side, okay, now here, this is my order confirmation, all right? Thank you for your order. So, so, so I now have it. I've, I, I've completed the purchase. And then you see that kind of banner-looking thing? Hurry, the clock is ticking. These special prices expire in 30 minutes. So now what they're doing, I've completed my purchase. I'm still kind of within the cart area. And now they want to upsell me on whatever, domain hosting, email, shopping cart, credit card processing, whatever. They have a ton of extras they want to sell me on. So, I mean, I guess their business model is they sell domains cheaply, and then they make their profits on upselling. But I've never come across a company that is so aggressive within the shopping cart area. Um, and like I say, they've been doing it the same way for some time. So I don't have any figures, but I'm assuming it works. And I, I just find this a very interesting kind of case study to look at. Uh, Flint, I don't know whether you have any comments. Yeah, I do. In fact, I want to invite you to do this. If you're a listener right now and you have got a strong uh, urgency uh, call on your own site, you may be using shipping for that, an example that you want us to look at together and discuss, ship us over right now. Use the chat function to send us a URL, and we may go there live and discuss it. Also, and just tell us if it's an example of urgency or if you've got a strong question about urgency on your own site. You may be looking for a way to create urgency with your offer, and you're not sure what to do, ship us right now that URL. Just chat, just chat it to us, and, and we're going to actually visit, if we can, we're going to try to visit that site live and look at it in these last few minutes that we have. While they're doing that, Nick, I think I'll probably, if I might, I'd like to just discuss Amazon's approach on number six. I'll do it again briefly. It requires some programming, but it's where you're going uh, next unless we go through the X10 Example and it well, might. I don't think if I was going to skip anything, I was going to skip the X10. But I'd really like at some point to touch on the root. Uh, okay. Root you want to do that now, Nick? Go ahead and do that. All right. So I'll watch ahead. these. I'll, I'll watch these requests as they're coming in. All right. So, Mike, if you can just click me forward uh, one. Yeah. Just go. Actually, actually, just just go back one and just give me just go go back one to the Amazon one. Browser over there. Take me back one slide before, Mike. Very briefly, I just want to make a very quick point on this. This is where it says screaming deals and outlet TVs going fast. If it were anyone other than Amazon, I would discount that as a desperate copy ploy to imply urgency. Because I know Amazon are obsessive testers. I'm going to assume that they've tested lines like this, and I imagine it works. I think if, if all your lines on the same page throughout the site were at the same tone, um, it would kill you. But I think the, uh, the careful use of, of kind of screaming headlines like this uh, now and again can work well and certainly worth testing. Okay, just move on, Mike. Now, I just want to go to Woot. Let me say something about Amazon. Yeah. The, the real urgency in Amazon is simple. When you place an order on their site with, say, one-click shopping or not, they let you know that if you place another order within a specific limit of time, they'll ship the products out together and save you money. When you look at a $19 book or a $7.95 or a $14.95 book and you realize what you may be paying for shipping, it makes a lot more sense to place a second order. If there was something else you were intending on purchasing later, you're incentivized to purchase it now to reduce your overall shipping costs and save money. They do it every time, they do it automatically, and it's a brilliant move on their part. Well, and, 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 and to my mind, the brilliance there is that the urgency works for them, but it is also to the benefit of 
the purchaser. And, and that's what's missing from most urgency messages, is a lot of urgency messages are purely manufactured for the benefit of the retailer, um, and really are just trying to push and rush someone into a purchase. Uh, with the Amazon thing, they, they, they don't have to shout too loud because the sense of, hey, I was going to buy another book, you know, in a few days anyway. If I buy it now, I'll, I'll get it shipped free. The, you know, there's, there's common sense there for the consumer as well. Um, let me let me respond, uh, Nick, before we go to Luke, can we look at one of these that has come in and talk about it for a moment? And sure. also, just to respond. Nick is, uh, works full-time with our group, but he's in Canada. For those of you that notice a volume differential, and I'm in Florida, and it's probably just the phone lines itself if there's a difference in the volumes. I apologize for that. We're both called into the same trunk system, uh, but that may be the difference you're experiencing. Mike's going to drag a browser over to this other window. Someone has sent me what they believe to be an example of... Uh, no, no, Michael. Click right here, Michael. I'm sorry. I need to help. I need to help, Mike. Right here, Michael. Okay. You close it. All right. Drop it over and go back there again. He's going he's gonna to go to a site that was sent to us right now by one of our online listeners. Now, look at this because this is a listener that's sending us an example of, of urgency uh, or what they believe to be urgency in their offer. First of all, all of, all of you that are watching right now, look on the screen, chat back to me, and tell me, do you find the urgency? Show me the urgency on the screen. Chat what you think the urgency is. We'll talk about it in just a moment, but I think this may be helpful for you. So look at uh, their page and tell us how they're building urgency. And Rex, I like your question. I'll try to get to that if we get a chance to do so. All right, I'm seeing comments coming in about the page. Keep sending them. While you're sending them, in the interest of time, let me help you a little bit. I'm going to ask... You know, you're, you should be seeing this at the resolution we're looking at it. You actually have to scroll down. Let's scroll down before you see what they believe to be. And I want to help this user who sent this in. I certainly don't want to, uh, Paul, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to help you. I don't mean to be critical, but if you'll let me be critical, maybe we can help you drive more sales. Uh, what you should be looking at right now is free shipping on all orders over 75. This is their uh, example of urgency. Scroll back up, Michael, and scroll down. You can't see it, first of all. And secondly, would you, and please tell me what you think, is that a, an example of urgency? Does it work or does it not, and why? Send me your thoughts in. Yeah. Now, I see, I see the word hot sellers. Yeah, jump in. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was kind of lost on the scrolling up and down. I, I see the free shipping up in the kind of banner ad at the top. Yes, um, yes. I, and I, but I, people... And I would suggest that maybe it's not the best place for it because people will, you know, there's the kind of banner blindness problem. Absolutely. Um, so, so I, w I would I would try and get the the, the free. And I, and and I, and I have a problem here. When it says free shipping that big, and you've got this big stenciled free shipping, my ex, I, I what I do, I read those words, and and the message to me is great. It's free shipping. Then there's this small print. I, as soon as then I read on orders over $70, and then in brackets excludes hard hats, I'm saying, okay, qualified, 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 qualified. I'm not saying there shouldn't be a free shipping message. I'm saying that if there are qualifications for the free shipping, 
don't make the free 10 foot high and the qualifications two inches high because you'll raise expectations and then you'll dash you'll then you'll dash but you know you'll disappoint people but what, what you've got nick is correct and the, and i'm going to do this rapidly so we might have a chance to look at something else but let's just look for a second first of all it's in the wrong place some of you've already sent in comments to that effect and you're absolutely right people do not see there's banner blindness above that fold uh, i when i first looked at the page i traced the ipath down trying to see if they had made the if they placed it in the iPath and of course they had not. And if you scroll down it's on the left. They have used color. If you want to get something noticed, you might want to write this down. It's not in the notes. There are five ways you get something noticed. Size, color, shape, position, and motion. Size, color, shape, position, and motion. There's a natural way the eyes flow on a page. If you want to interrupt the flow and capture attention, you'll need to use a combination of those five in order to get their attention. They use color here. The bright red uh, is the only thing that dis differentiates that on the page. The problem is I don't think it reflects urgency, and I think some of you have commented to that effect. It appears to be, uh, let me just look at some of the comments. Uh, Paul says, I, 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 I didn't even notice the banner at the top. And, and then someone else says, there's no focus. Well, that's, a, that's an issue of the page itself, but you're right. Uh, someone else says that they cannot... Is free shipping always, or does this expire? Is there a reason why it's free shipping right now? There's nothing about this that actually tells them that you need to order now and get this opportunity. So in a sense, I don't think it's an urgency at all. And, and again, I say to the to the, to the webmaster, I, I'm not trying to be to uh, be critical of you, but I don't think you have urgency built in this in any way that I can tell at this point. And feel free to respond to us, and maybe we can help you offline uh, with a question or two. I'll, I'll just do 10 more seconds on this, which may, I think the, can you scroll up, Mike? I think if the, if the idea here is urgency and hot offers, the, the colors on the website are working against you. Absolutely. I've got hot sellers with flames, but of course they're not flames. They're, they're green. It's grass. <laughs> uh, I think that's wrong. I think the use of, of gray as a background down your left-hand column and in that cop, cop, uh, the copy at the bottom, again, I think it's wrong. It it it, it makes me sleepy. It doesn't it it, it it doesn't you know get my eyes excited. I, I think you need to look at the color, uh, make it a, a bit more vibrant, and 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 not you know the, I'd, I'd I'd change the gray and the green for sure. And the photo. Hey, I think that's a good point, Nick. I'd like to move on. Uh, Michael, take us quickly to another. Uh, someone's asked for IMS, I guess it's imsevent.com. Let's go there. And uh, Heather tells us we're trying to build urgency around an upcoming early bird deadline for an event our company uh, is a big believer in. They're using the big orange starburst, and they're asking for help looking at that. Now, marketers, there's a whole bunch of very smart people on the line. Fire over to me your thoughts about this page. Let's help each other out. What is it that they're doing on here? that uh, is helping them, and is this an effective way? Is this, is this approach effective? Send over your thoughts, and I'll, we'll comment on it also. First of all, none of us, in my opinion, it's ugly, but I've often found ugly works. It's using, let's look at the five elements. It's, it's using size, color, and motion to stand out. You might suggest it's using shape, and the reason is because it's the only rounded cornered box above the fold that I see immediately. 
there's a rounded rectangular button which connects to the same conference. But uh, it does get across very clearly that by July 21st you have to register. Is it the best way to do that? What do you think, Nick? And while Nick's talking, send me your thoughts. I got my, my, my first reaction to this is that when I look at the page, the first things I see are register now, uh, view agenda, and early bird discount ends July the 21st. They're the first things I look at, and at that point, I have no idea what this page is about. Roger Elliott, uh, Nick, Roger Elliott, uh, uh, who, who uh, sent the same comment, he cannot connect the discount to the event. It overwhelms the page, but it has no meaning. And, and uh, can I just make this as a point? Very often when we want to stress something on our site, we emphasize it without emphasizing its connection to the key context. And in the end, we, we accomplish doing something. We get people to look at it, but we don't accomplish what we tried to, what our objective was, because they stop after they look at it because it's meaningless information. Right, and it ties back to exactly what we said about our own efforts with our certification course where we chose not to have a big moving orange starburst saying save $100 if you sign up by May 30th. First, we went through the process in a larger font than this so it's easier to read. We said, okay, here is what, here is the value we have and then we gave them the offer. This way you're giving them the offer before they've had a chance to uh, find out what it is you're offering. And, and I find the font too small. It's, I find the text hard. To, I mean, I've really got to, I've got to know who IMSR. I've got to believe that the future of IPS is with IMS. Otherwise, I'm just not going to read it. The, I think what I would do if I was trying to communicate to Vin is, first of all, I would draw attention to the most important part of the page, and you're drawing attention away from it, and that's the headline. Uh, I wouldn't count on anything above the fold to communicate about the conference. I'd get a headline in there that explained uh, very distinctly why someone should continue to read the page and connect to the main event. I'd use introductory text. It would have a personal voice to it. I'd use bold text in the font to create an iPath between the various keywords. Uh, I'd, I'd intersperse it with bullet points about the test. I'd give it a vertical, almost letter feel. I'd use the early bird discount in July 21st, probably some near, near the top, but in a, a, a bit quieter. Less is more. As long as it, there's a sufficient contrast, the message is going to get across. And also, also, I would put a value proposition in there. So many There is an assumption here that I know what IP is and I know that it is the future. Don't make that assumption. Like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Even if I'm in the business, don't, don't assume I'm sold and then just offer me a discount. You've you, you got to sell me again, even if I understand the business. And, and if I, again, time is running out, and I, and, and I hope this is helpful for uh, our, our, you know, our, our student that has, has, has sent it in, but let me just suggest this for you. The centerpiece of the site which should be doing the heavy lifting. That's the center table there. That's where the message, that's the communication, that's the presentation. It's, uh, it's the weakest part of the site. Uh, you, if I was going to focus on this, uh, your biggest problem is not your orange button. It's the fact that it's not doing the heavy lifting that it needs to do in the middle where it should be talking to people, engaging people, giving them clear reasons why, and then connecting that to the urgency itself. So, uh, and I think, Joseph, your comment's right. The target market of the page may know why IP... Uh, you know, they may know why it's an important issue. I don't know that. You'll know your channels better than we do. But what I do know 
is that you cannot take a disconnected piece of information and expect it to have the impact that it needs unless you can establish it within context. It's one of the rules of marketing that's often overlooked. And in the cases of like the last page, what you have is several disconnected pieces of information and uh, there's a disjunction. So um, okay. I, uh, someone's asked, would this PowerPoint presentation be mailed? No, we'll be sending out the report, but the PowerPoint is just our lecture notes. The, the actual report in full with all the charts and data and details will come out to you and you'll be able to get that. Plus, you'll be able to get a recording of this event. We, we can upload the PowerPoint and make it available through a link. Yeah? Am I wrong? Um, I, I'll check on that, Nick, and see. I think we probably can. Let me, let me go forward um, and check how's my time. I think I need to stop. I'd like to talk. Can you help me with this? Uh, this is the first time we've used GoToMeeting. And I'd like you to send this right now. Just use your chat feature to tell us if you're finding this format's an improvement over the other format. And uh, could you give us comments on, on whether or not you found this helpful today? And Because uh, we will read every one of those as we're planning the next event. In two weeks, we have another clinic, and uh, it's going to be quite interesting. Nick and I have been discussing it earlier today, and uh, we're going to engage you to help us with an issue. And uh, so we'll tell you more about it. Uh, I need to finalize the approval here. Sometimes we'd like to have these clinics planned six, eight, twelve weeks in advance, but many times we're verifying the validity of data that we have an ongoing test. And sometimes you'll notice we have to wait until we are certain that our data set justifies the topic itself. Any, in any event, I, I'm grateful that you have trusted us and logged online today, and I would certainly appreciate you letting us know if you found this uh, useful and helpful for you. Nick, is there anything you want to say before we yeah. close this out? I want to steal 30 seconds. I'm going to give. I'm going to give three seconds of going back to the guy with the rhino site. <laughs> All right, Nick, go ahead, man. Spend more money on your photography. It'll lift the. It'll lift your site no end. You, you, you need sharper photographs that really look quality because the quality of your photographs at the moment is 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 lowering the perceived value of your site and your business and your products right now. I think. The next thing is, is, Mike, if you can just get the Woot, if you can close the browser so we can look at the Woot thing. I just wanted to mention just for a few seconds the Woot business. If anyone's familiar with Woot, they, they sell one product per day on their site. They have a limited quantity. There's, a, there's probably about a million people go to Woot, or probably more than a million people go to Woot every morning to see what they're selling. And when it's sold out, it's gone. It's just one product, one day. Ne and it never returns. And what I find interesting is the actual business model here is built on urgency. And I think we're going to see in one form or another a lot more of that happening online uh, where it is today's deal or, t you know, it's, it's, the, the urgency is actually implicit within the business model itself. And also, if anyone at the end of the call wants a moment of amusement, this screenshot was taken yesterday. Uh, go and have a look at Woot.com today. And, and the most amazing thing is it's actually all sold out. And that's it. That's, uh, that's all I need to say. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, you were quiet, and I know you had a lot to say also. Um, send, you know, we'll look at your questions if you have any more. We're certainly grateful for everyone's trust. We're going to keep working. We have so many experiments underway. A lot of interesting things we're doing in the video right now as well. If you have uh, uh, any other thoughts, let us know. And uh, uh, let me invite you just casually, the, the certification program that we're offering will go in depth into how we test and acquire this data and what you can do with that. And it, perhaps it's a good 
choice for some of you. Thank you again, and uh, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks.